0: Ethan Alden Reviews Movies from Space Hello and welcome to my podcast about movies, which I do from space, which is where I live and have lived for the past 10 years because I'm Ethan Alden, who's the guy who won a contest to go to space, and then got stuck here and am still here and have been here for the past 10 years because, you know, with the apocalypse happening, you guys didn't have the resources to come and get me. But now that the Lizard King and his warriors have uh, left most, well, some of them, and we're no longer in the Lizard Wars of the apocalypse – I say we, but I mean you guys. Now the internet is back. So I've been talking to NASA and they don't have a ship to send to me to pick me up. But they did send a supply ship and they're doing further tests and uh, the internet is back. So I'm doing this movie podcast. My AI therapist recommended that I do one to, you know, there's not a lot to do up here. So he recommended it as just something I could do to kind of keep myself in this a uh, state of sort of practicing even if it's sort of a one-way communication with you guys although you guys do tweet back which i do appreciate so thank you for those three blessings from this week the supply ship that nasa sent came in and it was full of polaroids of the team and snacks and it was so sweet thank you guys so much they didn't put a PlayStation in it like I requested, but they did put in a Bop-It, which is almost as good. And it's probably better because it will improve my rhythm. So thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate that. It was a huge and very fun blessing. They also put in, and this is kind of a highlight, they put in a Furby so that I could upload my AI therapist, Professor Pizza Party, onto the Furby so that I can eventually take him back to Earth with me. Because otherwise he's installed in one of the computers up here and it's built into the space station so I wouldn't be able to take him home and still have my friend when I go home. But I don't want to, to put him in a Furby because it's creepy, which I said last week. And I said that because I actually already have a Furby. So now I have two Furbies. And the other night it woke me up in the middle of the night because they were talking to each other, which is terrifying. I did not put Professor Pizza Party on either of them. I'm only going to do that if it's a last resort. Uh, I was hoping they would just send a USB drive. I think there was some sort of mix-up. I can't find a USB drive, so I mentioned a Furby, and they got, I guess, one of them collects them, and she, he was super stoked to send a Furby. So now I have two, and I... chat. please don't send me another Furby. I don't want them. Third highlight, Barney the Tuatara, who lives here with me, which is a Tuatara is a type of reptile. He got into the snacks from the supply ship, and I found him passed out inside a box of Gushers, and I was very concerned because I don't think Tuataras are supposed to eat that kind of thing. But then he threw it up. And that was three days ago, and he's all better now. So that was a huge blessing. And I locked away the rest of the snacks, so he can't get to them. But that was just a massive relief. So two of these blessings are just kind of big reliefs. But, dude, relief is a blessing. Am I right? Today we're talking about classic, classic film, Mean Girls. This movie came out in 2004. What is this movie about? An undercover cop goes back to high school to spy on the plastics industry and write a book, but she gets in too deep, and the lines between right and wrong become dangerously blurred. She never does drugs, though, so that'll sort of, like, preemptive parental guidance for you guys. Don't worry about that. But she does convince another girl to eat these snack bars that make you gain weight, and it gets really dark at that point. But she also learns about the rules of feminism, and she meets a cool mom, and she has red hair. The whole movie, the entire movie, she has red hair. Who's in it? Lindsay Lohan from that Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger movie Twins where they all go to summer camp. And actually, Danny DeVito has a cameo in this movie. Rachel McAdams from uh, Note... I can't read what I... Sorry, the post-apocalyptic internet here. Note. Death Note. Rachel McAdams from Death Note. Lacey Chabert from Ghosts of Matthew McConaughey's Past. And Amanda Seyfried from an Italian film called Mamma Mia. The genre of the movie is relationships. All kinds of relationships in this movie. E is for Enjoyment the part of the show where I talk about the parts of the movie that I really liked. The first thing is, there are so many great women in this movie, and there, so many of them are so funny. It's such a delight to see so many funny women with the opportunity to just be really funny. This movie also, I really liked that it's dated, but in a lasting, timeless kind of way. You know, sometimes you watch a movie... And it's really dated in a way that they kind of... You'll see the aesthetic choices they made that were in vogue at the time, but it's not really cool anymore and wasn't at any time before. And you're like, why was it in vogue at all? And you watch the movie and you're like, man, the lighting is super weird or the cinematography is super weird. Not that I know about that stuff. I'm just sort of making up examples. But that can be a bummer. But then sometimes you watch a movie where... The fashion is dated, but it's also, like, cool to see that. And this is an example of that. And it's just a slice from of life from 2004 and all these, all this music and all this sort of cultural stuff that you don't see now. I mean, post-apocalyptic fashion is extremely pragmatic, but um, you know what I mean. So it's just very cool to see a movie that is... T- dated in a timeless way. It's like a time capsule from 2004 that's pleasant to watch. And there's also a guy and a girl who become friends with the cop like instantly. And they're so quick to welcome her and make her their friend. They play like one joke at her real quick at the beginning and then they're just like, you're our friend. Yeah, we've already decided that. And which is just really sweet. So within like two days of going to this new school, she's got two great friends and the, the, that was just really sweet and nice. And also, those two, their friendship with each other is really adorable. They're just like best buds and they go to a dance and the guy and the girl wear matching purple tuxes with these big rufflies to shirts. And they're so, they're so excited to be matching. It's uh, so sweet. So, like I said, a movie about relationships, man. And this has some good ones. Another thing I loved is that the principal is played by Tim Meadows. He is so funny. Everything I see him in, he's so funny. You might be like, who is that, Ethan? Well, Tim Meadows is the guy in The Office who plays the Chili's Baby Back Ribs guy who when Michael Scott and Jan are trying to convince this guy to buy from them, Tim Meadows plays that guy. He is so funny. So it's just rad to see him in this movie too. Another thing I loved is Karen, played by Amanda Seyfried. I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name, Amanda, but you probably won't listen to this. Uh, Although, be nice if you did, because, wow, very pretty. Karen is very sweet in a hilarious way. She's technically one of the mean girls, but she really isn't that mean. Uh, And so she plays the, the role so believably. She's kind of not the smartest uh another thing i loved is that uh the one of the cops real friends which is um in from the beginning the one of the early friends the guy he's really funny too he has some great lines and also i love this movie because no spoilers but it has a very sweet and cathartic ending um which may not even really be realistic but um It's not really about that. It's just very harmonious and pleasant, and they earn it. They work up to it, and by the end of the movie, you're stoked that it ends that way. Parental guidance. I'm going to tell you about things that might trigger you emotionally, starting with, of course, Lizard Watch, anything that might remind you of the dark days of the lizard wars that you guys fought against the Lizard King during the apocalypse. There is a guy who wears a green Lacoste shirt. Lacoste's logo is an alligator, which is lizard-like, and plus the shirt itself is green, so lizards. Lots of people get hit by a bus in this movie, both real and imagined. Nobody gets too badly hurt, but they never talk about the bus driver's trauma, which I was thinking about. I mean, it's not a big school. So it could be the same bus driver, and how traumatic would that be for a bus driver to hit that many people? Gosh, very traumatic. But we don't hear his story. Maybe in Mean Girls too. I haven't seen that one. But it may leave you with this insatiable and neurotic curiosity. So be aware of that. Just know you never even see the bus driver. You never hear their story. The mean girls have a book with pictures in it, and it might make your younger kids think that even if they're older, books are still going to have pictures in them. And a lot of books don't when you get into high school kids. So you you might want to explain to them the importance of reading books that don't have pictures or at least being capable of it. The cop girl wears crazy fake teeth at a party, and people get scared of her because she's wearing them. And if you can't afford braces, this might be upsetting to you that people get so scared of her teeth. They are fake teeth, and your teeth would be very real. So it is a bit different. Her lips don't cover her teeth, her fake teeth. But it's just something to think about. And maybe you have fake teeth and you just like to wear them because they're just comfortable. And you just enjoy wearing them around the house. And if people get scared of you in your comfortable space, that can't be fun. So just letting you know that comes up. Several people get scared at her, and it's kind of a gag. There's a scene where a girl throws flyers in the school halls. That's littering. Also, their school's auditorium has a projection room. And I. I, I, what is that? I've never heard of a school that had a projection room. Movie theaters have projection rooms, but not schools. So I started thinking about it, and I started to get anxious because I thought, would they even have the money for good projection equipment? I mean, if you go to a school and they have a projection room, how do you know they have good projection equipment or up-to-date or relevant? And not many people use film projectors anymore, so how do you know that the one you're looking at is a good one. You could have even picked the school there just because of the projection room, because let's face it, not a lot of schools have that when you're in high school. So you may have gone, I'm gonna go there because I have one and I wanna learn how to do that. But then you could go there four years and you could dedicate your whole life to this subtle art. And then you graduate and you find that nobody's gonna hire you because you know how to run a UMIG 624D Super 8 and all they use is 16 millimeter products. And they expect you to know how to use Bell and Howell products exclusively. So just think about that when you watch this movie, or try not to, or maybe fast-forward. But I just wanted to give you guys a heads-up. You can tell that that made me upset, and this is a safe place for me to share that with you guys. I don't know if I've ever gotten this upset in the middle of parental guidance, so... Guys, this is real stuff, and... Prepare yourselves. Prepare your hearts. Rating: five out of five stars for Interstellar Space. This movie is really funny, and I really liked it. them and weep, where I share your tweets that you tweet at me. At scars and gripes forever says, Ethan Alden's voice is unbearable, and then in all caps, stop. Period. Talking. Period. And then not all caps. You asshat. I just thought that was funny. (laughs) At Mavis Beacon teaches daguro says, when are you guys going to make a sequel called, or not when are you guys, when are they going to make a sequel called Mean Boys? You must not have seen Goodfellas. Quote of the week. Last week's quote was, Until I get my $5,000, you're going to get more than you bargained for. I'm your goddamn partner. That is from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Nobody guessed it, but I do have one guess here from at Arsenio Hallmark Cards Against Humanity who said it's from your butt. That's rude. This week's quote is, I guess I had nothing to do that weekend, so I, I decided to fall in love. Tweeting your guesses. Three things I'm looking forward to when I get back to the earth. Number one, churro Sundays. They used to have this churro Sunday at the LA Zoo, where they would give you a soft serve Sunday, and you could even order it. I think you could order it chocolate and vanilla swirl, and then they'd take a full churro and they would cut it in half, and they would shove both halves end into the uh, soft serve and then they would still put the syrup on top dude are you kidding me that was so good and I miss those it was the bees knees also bees I miss bees another thing I miss is Mark Twain novels we have Kafka up here but it's not the same I just miss Mark Twain And Judy Bloom, I would love to read a nice Judy Bloom novel. Oh, and Beverly Cleary also. We don't have either of those. Fitness classes, I miss those. I'm looking forward to those when I get back to Earth. I I do ride my bike and stretch and stuff, but it's just nice to do that with a group of people. So I'm looking forward to that. Once again, I want to thank NASA for sending the snacks and the Bopet and all the Polaroids of your office antics. Watch out for those Nerf darts, Caprice. It was just really nice for you guys to share those photos because I'm pretty lonely up here, and this kind of made me feel like I, I don't know, was part of a community. So, man, that meant a lot to me. Thank you, guys. And I, I, I have said, I think I say a lot, and I don't think I've expressed excessive distress over it, but I have expressed how NASA hasn't been able to come and get me yet, and that's not anybody's fault. You know, it's not NASA's fault that the Lizard King decided to attack Houston first. But uh, it's, what I wanted to say is, I'm so grateful for NASA. I'm so grateful for the guys at Mission Control. They're they're my friends now. I hope I can hope that's not too bold. They're sending me Polaroids and snacks, and and they call me more than once a week. And sometimes it's to talk shop, I guess, and logistics and stuff. Uh, but sometimes they're just shooting the breeze with me. And uh, one guy even said he would play chess with me over a video call, which was super cool. So it's just i really appreciate those guys and i i don't want you guys to think that i have a bad taste in my mouth for something that again is nobody's fault but so thankful for them and uh just wanted to express that so that's it for this week and i will talk to you at a later date bye